5.05, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Oh, so relieved to hear what uh, anti-gun folks plan to do. How much they hate guns and new laws they want to impose. It's, it's craziness, absolute craziness. Listen, uh, there are a lot of issues that need to be addressed. And in just about a half an hour, we are going to talk about what is happening at the White House. And it's a huge issue. These secret documents, classified documents now found in, what, three separate locations with uh, Joe Biden. Of course, we're not getting much in the way of news coverage on it. But I will tell you, there are actually a handful of people at the uh, White House who are asking questions. Not, not, not the people in the White House, but the, the, some of the press members are actually, believe it or not, engaged in journalism. It's fascinating. It's really, really, for some, it's, it's the first time ever. But it is a matter of things that uh, you do need to pay attention to. Something else we are paying attention to and have been paying attention to, these fiascos up in Fairfax County with uh, TJ Thomas Jefferson High School and uh, students not being notified that uh, they had won certain awards. Jason Meares, the attorney general of our beloved Commonwealth, is looking into that and a number of other things. And I'm always so happy uh, when he's able to make time for us. Welcome, my friend. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Great to be with you. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing with this TJ matter up in Fairfax, please. Well, for, for your listeners that aren't familiar, Thomas Jefferson High School, it's, uh, it's a magnet school. It's a public high school. Uh, it is one of the uh, cons- widely considered one of the best high schools in the country. Uh, and you have to apply. We noticed we received uh, numerous complaints from parents that were Asian-American that they had changed the admissions policy and they were discriminating against Asian-American students. They had um, that we saw Asian-American enrollment. Uh, they decided to adopt a more, quote, equitable based uh, admissions policy. Hmm. But we saw close to a 20 point uh, anywhere between a 15 to 20 point drop in Asian-American enrollment in just one year. So we were starting to look at that. And then we saw the National Merit Award. Uh, scandal where they weren't notifying students. And we know now from public reports that Fairfax uh, Public Schools, Michelle Reed hired an, quote, equity consultant, paid this person $455,000 for about nine months of work. And one of the recommendations to the school district was that you seek equal outcomes no matter what, even if it means, quote, uh, being purposely unequal uh, towards certain students. Uh, Well, we have an anti-discrimination statute in Virginia, the Virginia Human Rights Act, that says you can't be discriminated based on your race, ethnic group, and a variety of other protected classes. So once you saw the the drop in Asian American enrollment, coupled with the fact that, uh, at least anecdotally, a large number of the students that were not notified of the national merit recognition uh, were Asian American, we opened an investigation to determine whether uh, this is happening because, you know, we hear the word equity all the time, but mm-hmm. equity without excellence is emptiness. And uh, I just think it's critically important that we believe in equality of, out- uh, equality of opportunities, not equality of outcomes. Um, that goes against who we are as Americans. And we want to look into this. You know, it was heartbreaking to, to talk to a mother uh, who said, listen, my, not, my daughter has done everything right since the first grade. She has worked incredibly hard in school. And now I'm realizing she's probably gonna be denied her dream of attending Thomas Jefferson High School, not because of anything she's done, but simply because of 
her ethnic background because she's Korean American. That goes against everything we believe as Americans. It goes against Dr. King's dream that we're going to judge you by the content of your character, not the color of your skin. And so uh, I think most Virginians hear this. They're troubled by it. And, uh, you know, we have a fantastic group at the Office of Civil Rights here in the Attorney General's office. And we're going to get to the bottom of what happened to see if any any laws were broken. Well, I, I know you will you will do the right thing. We saw what you were able to do when it was uh, some craziness happening in, in Loudoun and now this uh, this stuff in Fairfax. So I'm looking forward uh, to your investigation, to hearing about it. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, One Pill Can Kill, because this is really a huge issue for you, Jason Miari, is the Attorney General of the Commonwealth, as well as, as your entire office there. Yeah, we launched the One Pill Can Kill public service announcement. Uh, we did a big announcement along with the First Lady. But, you know, I, you've known me long enough to know that I don't use the word crisis ever. Uh, I think it's used a lot of elected officials use to justify almost anything. We have reached really a crisis point when it comes to our, our overdose and our addiction uh, problems in this country. It is the equivalent of a fully loaded 727 crashing every day in America killing every 200-plus people on board. We lose four Virginians a day to opioid and addiction. And we know a lot of the seeds of this happened over a decade ago when a lot of these huge pharmaceutical companies were pushing uh, pills like OxyContin, saying, hey, these aren't addictive. And so many people got trapped in the cycle of addiction, not even knowing they were, they were prescribed OxyContin uh, for, for just minor aches and sores. And we sued. We sued those pharmaceutical companies. We've gotten close to a billion dollars in settlements. It's coming back to Virginia. It's going to be distributed by the Opioid Abatement Authority. But what we've seen now is people that get in a cycle of addiction, they usually graduate to even harder drugs. And the cartels, uh, the Mexican cartels are shipping fentanyl over our border. Enough fentanyl crosses our southern border to kill every man, woman, and child in the entire country twice over. Enough fentanyl in the in my pinky fingernail underneath that my pinky would kill every person in the studio that you are in right now. It is that powerful. It is 50 times more powerful than heroin. And what's happening is these dealers are lacing it in everything. It's not like somebody goes that they're at a party or they're on the street and say, give me fentanyl. What is happening is they're at a party and somebody says, here, take this Percocet. Well, it's not really a Percocet. It's laced with fentanyl. Or take this, smoke this marijuana. It's actually laced with fentanyl. Uh, I had a DEA agent share with me a photograph of they recovered Flintstone vitamin pills that are actually laced with fentanyl. And so what we're trying to tell people is, hey, one pill can kill. One pill can rob, rob you of your of your dreams, of your aspirations. And, you know, we have this, this, this uh, mindset in our society that somehow asking for help is a sign of weakness. It's not. Asking for help can be the single strongest, bravest thing you could do and your loved one's will be forever grateful for it. So if you're listening, you're struggling with addiction, ask for that help. Uh, and so we launched the One Pill Can Kill to just inform people, but begin that road of recovery. We live in a remarkable country. We live in a country that people literally have died trying to get here. Uh, they have fled countries that have seen unspeakable horrors. You have the benefit, you have a blessing by being in America. Go live your dreams to the best of your aspirations because there's people on this planet who woke up this morning just as talented as you, just as smart as you, but they weren't born here. You were. So don't let an addiction rob you of your ability to ch chase your dreams. That's what we're, uh, we're, we're really emphasizing with our One Pill Can Kill uh, campaign. It, it, it's so vital. It really is. And it, it's something that uh, many people would not expect 
from a uh, law enforcement angle. And I run into this all the time, as you know, Jason, our friend Carl Leonard, the sheriff in Chesterfield County. I think yeah, got a lot of pushback man. as well, right? Oh, my God. Well, you know, you, in the old days, well, it's, it's somebody's a drug addict. You cuff them, you stuff them. It's somebody else's problem. The reality is you want to help as many of these people as possible. They're coming back into society if they are locked up. You want to make sure they're they're not addicted and maybe they learn a trade and they become uh, productive members. And then to save our kids, look, we, we got kids, as you said, Flintstone vitamins yeah. laced with fentanyl, for goodness sakes. Oh, it's a nightmare. And, and we had a 15 and 14-year-old that died in Prince William because they thought they were taking a per- Percocet. Another 14-year-old died in Warren County, thought they were taking a Xanax. Uh, it's just so tragic. But you're so right. We want those that are struggling with addiction to recover. I got to speak at a graduation ceremony for a group of female inmates that were graduating from a drug treatment program. And what I told them was, listen, what's so amazing about America, it's not about the first chapters of your life. It's about the last chapters. It's about those chapters haven't been written. And so I both believe that America is a nation of second chances. I have a faith that believes in second chances. So we want, if you're struggling with addiction, we want to help you get on the road to recovery. If you're peddling this stuff, if you're selling this stuff, if you're putting this rat poison and taking away our kids from us, we're going to come after you. We're going to work with uh, law enforcement to prosecute you. Um, uh, So we want to both both show compassion for those struggling with addiction, but also go after those dealers that are taking away too many of our kids' lives. Absolutely. Listen, uh, we appreciate it. I I hope you hear that on a fairly regular basis as you travel our Commonwealth, that uh, uh, we, the people out here, really do appreciate what you are doing, Jason, what your office is doing, and uh, taking some stands that uh, are vital, but in some cases, as I said, maybe unexpected, but boy, you're you're doing great work, so I I thank you for all of that. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Look forward to being with you again. God Thank bless Thank you, you, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Have a blessed weekend. That is Jason Miares, the uh, Attorney General of our beloved Commonwealth. He's a good guy. He's a solid guy. And the Attorney's General, the Attorney General's office, is actually doing things to safeguard children, to uh, to deal with criminal matters. All this nonsense that we saw for what eight years with his predecessor, where they're the craziness, absolute craziness. Now we're focused again. Our friend Bishop E.W. Jackson is dropping by in just a couple of moments. He's got his big event coming up in Chesapeake, the Dr. Martin Luther King Breakfast, and uh, it is Monday. I want to get details, find out if you can still get tickets and go there, because if you can, you should. Bishop E.W. Jackson coming up just about three, four minutes from now. It's 515, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA.